Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 11. We're uh, second week in double digits, and man, I think we looked at it yesterday, two months of episodes, and uh, we looked at the numbers, and man, uh, people are listening, and that's exciting. So, uh, Jeremy, how have you been this past week? Well, uh, you know, it, it's been, you know, we've stayed indoors because of all the storms, but you know, just continued to try to uh, serve my wife and uh, make sure she's taken care of. I think her foot's healing. She's in less pain now, so that's oh, a good. plus. And, uh, man, she was, uh, I think she was in some pretty serious pain for at least a week. And yeah. so uh, she, she's doing better now. I did confirm that uh, during our recording, I think on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, I think that was episode nine she actually broke her foot while we were recording wow so fun fun fact my wife was breaking her foot while we were recording episode nine so but uh no we're, we're good around here man what's what's going on with you jacob well i let's see last week ever since last week same thing weather i've been like i think we talked about it couple episodes ago how i obsessed over weather and yeah uh, i've been following that the last couple days Uh, i do have a fundraiser coming up this weekend Mm -hmm. for camp and so that's been my main focus the last couple days uh what are y'all serving man oh barbecue man it's every year we if you if you need fundraiser ideas uh a barbecue is always the way to go and the way we set it up is that i go out and talk to different people different businesses and they donate all the the briskets the the sausage the the sides all that stuff so really there's no out-of-pocket cost there's minor things uh this year we're doing uh to-go plates so we'll have to get like to to go basket things and stuff but yeah uh really there's no outs like out-of-pocket cost and basically that means every money every penny that's donated on sunday will be directly going into the camp budget so uh, we've had huge success in the past we didn't we weren't able to do it last year but uh this will be our first official back to like uh meal as a church uh since covid so oh yeah everybody's excited about it Uh, i'm excited to be able to the it's something that we do every year and it's just, you know, it's one of those things that we, we get back, we're getting back to normal and, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's cool to see. So just busy yeah. with that. And, uh, if you're in the central Texas area, uh, and you're looking for good barbecue, cause I can tell you best barbecue in town, uh, Ooh, yeah. Sunday we'll start serving about, you know, 12, 1230, whenever church mm-hmm. ends. So mm-hmm. if you're in Elgin area and you're like, but Elgin has barbecue. We're better than them too, too. So, uh, yeah, and that and that's about it. Uh, Love that. So, and just, you know, and it's all for the kids, man. It's just yeah. making sure 
making sure that kid gets to go to camp and, and if they ain't got no money or even if they got money and you can defer the cost or decrease the amount, that's yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. And like I said, we've been pretty successful to where no kids. I think the last, uh, last time we did it, kids had to pay like 80 bucks or something. Uh, but that was it this year. I'm hoping to have no cost for the kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think we've got an exciting guest today. You and I have known Garrett for at least 16 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A long time. Very long time. And when I mean, he, when, he, when he was a wee tyke. Oh, I didn't know him until, uh, after I left camp, I think uh, I might I knew of him. I talked to him at camp, messed with him while he was picking up trash. But I don't think we really built a relationship, like friendship relationship, until after, and uh, kind of flourished. Uh, to give I guess a little background, uh, obviously I mean obviously, but Garrett is a worship pastor out of Houston, uh, but he started in Austin. And uh, we, I used to travel with him, played with him, uh, kind of built a relationship around that. And then uh, you're here a little bit about it, but we kind of had a falling out uh, uh, because of different, how do you say it? Different ministry goals, I guess. Uh, and then we kind of just full circle came back to it. And now, I mean, it's, I think like, you know, I think we talk, I talk about it in the pre like earlier in the uh, conversation is we're good. And, uh, I, he was in my wedding, both weddings. Uh, so I think I would consider him one of my closest friends now. And that, uh, and the whole conversation, conversation is good and gives a perspective of a worship pastor and not just a, uh, uh, the pastor youth pastor or whatever so and i think we talk about that many times in our episodes is that we're not here just for uh youth pastors we're here for everybody everybody in ministry and uh, uh I, I think we we learn real fast that just because he's a, a worship pastor doesn't make him any different than the struggles that we go through as youth pastors or pastors or whatever so totally totally on point man totally on point so uh, I guess I guess we just jump right into it. Yeah, let's let's get to it. Today on the uh, what are we gonna call it today? The I almost said I... my podcast name. <laughs> oh, you have a podcast. <laughs> the I got it. The Morgan Adair Hotline is Garrett Gardner, a worship pastor out of Houston at Copperfield Church, and we are lucky to have him because I was watching the news earlier and I noticed that there was a tornado spinning over the top of Katie Copperfield area last yeah. night. So, Hey, we are glad you're with us. Uh, <laughs> Garrett graduated from Howard Payne. Uh, and, and I the, was, Oh, go ahead. Is that the, uh, Stingham, whatever the, yeah, don't one do of the, that. Yeah. Well, it's cause I have fat fingers. Uh, <laughs> he met his wife, I believe was at Howard Payne, right? Yep. Uh, they've been married seven years, uh, and and I witnessed the wedding, so it's legit. He's he's been married seven years. I don't. Jacob didn't like me back then, so mm. we. That's not for the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. We were broken up. 
there, but we got past it, and that's what's important. Uh, Garrett, why don't you tell us more about what you're doing in Houston and, you know, just things that I forgot to mention. Yeah, um, I'm the uh, worship arts pastor at Copperfield Church, so we're kind of in the Cypress area there in Houston. Um, I'm in charge of all uh, worship and production for the church and various other tasks as they arise. Awesome, awesome. The, if if anything goes like if you know, the the sound and stuff that the trouble you had leading up to recording this is what it sounds like on Sunday, man, that's rough on your uh, your people Con- congregation. Yeah. It's a Wednesday. My brain's turned off until Saturday, so that well, must be nice. <laughs> either that or they they are a grace filled people. <laughs> that they're too. not there. They're not there for the production. They're there for Jesus, right? Right. <laughs> well, um, uh, you know, some of you may be wondering, uh, you know, this podcast is called Youth Pastors Youth Pastor 2, but we have a worship arts pastor on. And, and I got to say, this is our first, our first worship pastor on. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad to have you on, Garrett. Um, we we want to start, though, with your calling, if that's okay. So, could you maybe just tell us a little about when you knew you were called called to worship, to lead worship, to be a part of that, um, and that, what that kind of looked like? Yeah. Uh, well, so that's a interesting one. That started, um, I felt a calling to the ministry back in 2008, I think. Um, how, old, how old were you? I would have been, you're going to feel old. I would have been a sophomore in high school, I think. Okay. Ew, so okay. I think that was actually the year that I met your wife, Jeremy. So 2008 or 2007. But yeah, okay. I, I yeah. accepted a call to the ministry. Um, at the time, I was at a real small church, and uh, no no blame on the church, but it, it was one of those things where I felt like the only things you could do in ministry were, you know, be the music guy or uh, be a pastor. And so I didn't feel like I was musically inclined, and so I was like, well, got to be a pastor. It was affirmed in my life that that's what was going to happen, so kind of kept pursuing that path. Um, ended up not going to A&M as I truly wished to. Went to Howard Payne and ended up playing baseball there. Um, but in my time at, at Howard Payne, my f- about my first year, second year there, I realized you know what, I really do have a affinity for music, calling for music. I want to be in that industry. Um, and so through a lot of different things God put in my life, uh, different opportunities to work with uh, some amazing people uh, that fulfilled some of those uh, needs to understand my calling, mm. um, and some really, really unbelievable events, um, I ended up you know, understanding that my calling was a little bit different. And and I feel like that's a morphing thing. Um, even today, I, I look at my calling and say, okay, that's, that's changing constantly. I don't necessarily know what the next step is. And um, it could be slightly different. So, yeah. I remember, uh, do you remember our, their first... Uh, 
this might not have been your first, but it was mine. When we played that uh, New Year's thing. Oh, at, yeah. FBC Bass Drop. That was, yeah, I almost died. I think we all almost died. I. The well, thing about when I played, I was very, they made fun of me for this. I moved around <laughs> a lot. And I remember uh, we had set up these spotlights around where we were standing and yep. playing. And I knocked over a spotlight right into my face. <laughs> and so for about no. 35 to 40 minutes, the spotlight was just shining right in my face while I was playing. And I was wearing a hoodie at the time. And it, I was just pouring down this massive spotlight was just, oh yeah, I was just sweating. And, uh, I think, that, is that where your, your journey started into, uh, really music? As I, a, there was probably an event or two before that. Um, but that was, that was probably one of the first events that, that I would say successfully helped move me down that direction, that path. Mm. Mm. And that was man. What was that? Two thousand ten, eleven or twelve, something like or yeah. ten, probably something ten. Like yeah, that, it's been a while. I, oh yeah, and just to see you grow from that to what you're doing now is, uh, I mean, we did have our rough spot, but it's, it was still good to see y'all. You continue doing what you're doing and grow where you're at now. And I told you this before it. I think you have the talent to be, um, to lead worship anywhere really. And not, uh, you know, you, you see these major, you know, churches like, uh, passion church and all that. And, uh, you know, like those guys are talented, but I think you, you have a different sound and talent to you, what you do. And, uh, you didn't, you haven't let, you haven't forgot that it's a ministry and not a, a performance. And uh, that's, that's, that's good to see, especially as a youth pastor. And when we, when we, we, when I call you to come to D now, you don't, uh, you don't let the music take over what you're actually there to do. And that's, uh, he doesn't incurred. send a, he doesn't send a writer either. Does he? No, well, I don't have the budget for a writer, but uh, <laughs> But he, it, it's like encouraging. I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say this past D now, uh, whether it wasn't, it wasn't about the students, obviously because of what Amanda's, the situation with Amanda's mom, you mm. stuck around and helped with other ministry things. Like, uh, you, you took over the camera. You, you did, uh, you helped me set up the live stream for D now and stuff. So you, you didn't stop at the music and the, the, the leading worship. You, ventured out and helped in other ministry ways where we needed help, especially that weekend. So, uh, I mean, and that's a, that's a far growth from when, uh, that new year's performance, their <laughs> worship led thing. So, uh, it's good to see. And I'm glad, I'm glad we're friends again. So, uh, what else were we going to ask? Uh, tell us about your role as a worship worship arts pastor and what that kind of looks like. Oh goodness. Um, so one thing to understand about where I am currently, I actually, um, had taken a, a small break from being worship pastor and served at a couple different churches, um, as production manager lead. Um, 
ended up coming to Copperfield specifically to take on a full-time role as their uh, production uh, director and had been here for about a year and a half when our worship pastor left. And uh, during that time, they were like, hey, you work here, you lead worship. I I would fill in for him when he was gone. Um, so it was a natural, uh, easy way to move someone into that role without having to go and look outside. And uh, since then, we actually, I, I am still in both roles technically, which is a little wild uh, for a church of our size. Um, but I have amazing volunteers that, uh, that make it all work well. That's good. That's good. Well, um, and, and and you were ordained, what, about two years ago? Uh, well, it would have been right in that transition because there were some um, parts of being in that worship pastor role that uh, more or less required that. Um, also, I really wanted insurance for my wife because I couldn't afford the... <laughs> government's insurance. <laughs> so that was a that was the push for me. Um so yeah, I think that was 2017, 2018, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I I did, I I remember I remember that going down and uh you know, as you as you think about, you know, God calling you you know, so many years ago. Um you know, it's that same calling you know, and as you continue to serve, you, I mean, I can't think of a time that you didn't serve. I mean, have you ever had a real job? <laughs> yes. No, no, uh, I mean, I, I, no, I mean, on, you, on top you, of serving. Yes. But you, I mean, you've always <laughs> been serving in some capacity, uh, in the local church and, um, you know, and as Jacob kind of mentioned, you know, it's been a, just a progression and a journey and it's been fun to watch. I know from our perspective, um, uh, even though that you guys, uh, you know, had a breakup for, for just a little bit. Uh, it's still fun to watch. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, the people recognizing the call that God's placed on your life is, is a kind of a big deal, you know? And, uh, I think that's powerful and I love that. And I love that, uh, you know, that body of believers laid hands on you and, you know, ordained you. Um, that's good stuff. Um, I have like a, it might, it might come across as a silly question. Yep. Um, did you think it was silly, Jacob? Uh, for somebody that's been on both sides, it's. I think it's a legitimate question. Uh, all right, all right. Well, we won't call it a silly question, but but. <laughs> so listen. Yeah. I, I think sometimes when we get in the trenches, uh, maybe a youth pastor or even a pastor might look at the worship leader and think that the worship leader is having all the fun, <laughs> and and from your perspective. I mean, is it that way? Do do worship exper- pastors experience highs and lows, or is it? I mean, because from what I can tell, it you're just having a bunch of fun, and I'm doing all the work. <laughs> well, I can tell you that, yeah. Since the storm happened last night, I've already been up to the church and cleaned all the grates out in the parking lot so it didn't flood, and had to reboot all of the uh, uh, network and security cameras and all that stuff. So, uh, specifically, me. Uh, there's a lot of work that ends up. We flooded our worship center last week. Baptistry is in our atrium, and it ran over, flooded out the entire worship center. Wow! Uh, so I, I saw the pictures. Was not there for the terror for the immediate water extraction. I wasn't there for, 
but I got to have the fun of putting all of the tiles of the gym floor back. Wow. <laughs> so were you, you didn't have to replace them. You just had to extract the water and then put the stuff back? Yeah, luckily they were those, um, the plastic puzzle piece, gym floor pieces. Uh, so they, they ripped all those up, and um, there were some metal grates, tracks underneath that cables run in and, and pockets in the floor. And uh, all those caught all the water, which luckily saved the rest of the building uh, wow. from taking on as much water as it did. Uh, but yeah, that was that was quite a feat to put all that back down in My one goodness. day. My goodness. So, so what you're saying is that you, as a worship arts pastor, uh, you you're not just doing Sunday mornings and setting up for production. You're heck, you went out and pulled grates so your parking lot wouldn't flood. Like yeah, so you're you're doing it all. But is there is there downfalls to what you do? Like, what do you personally struggle with when it comes to the ministry side? Sure. Um, specifically on the amount of work part. I totally get exactly um, what y'all are alluding to because I have been around worship pastors in my past that are exactly that. They figure out how to do as little amount of work as possible. And I've even heard a lead pastor say, um, worship pastors don't have to do anything. That's their, that's their gig. They just show up, sing. Um, because I've worked in regular everyday uh, secular jobs. Um, I hate that, and I will never let myself do that. But that also leads to a pride issue um, because I have a tendency to overwork myself um, really bad, burnout, and then I take that home. I take that out on my wife. Um, I, I explode on people at random. Um, you know, it just... It's not healthy to do that either. You have to find a balance, which I'm still working on. Haven't gotten there yet, but working on that balance. Yeah, I think we. I, I think most ministry, like because the, the, how do I say this without being like people like us? Like I, I would consider us blue collar ministry workers. We yeah. we know one gear, and that's to go a hundred percent all the time. Right. And then we, and then the only people that it affects is the people at home. Uh, cause I do that now. Like yeah. me currently right now is working on my time off. Like, uh, mm. just because you know, the, the, the time of year it's super busy. Like this weekend we have a barbecue fundraiser for camp and I, that's what I worked on last night. Yep. Uh, and I was up to like two o'clock and I'm like, man, and then I had to get up for this and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> Uh, and then I have church obviously tonight unless the weather goes bad, but right. Uh, yeah. I, th I mean, that's, it's as a youth pastor or even in Jeremy's case, uh, it's easy for us to look at worship pastors and just be like, mm, those guys just show up, play music <laughs> and they're out like after Sunday. And, uh, I think it's in a way encouraging to know that, uh, you guys like worship pastors struggle with the same thing we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think, you know, obviously I had a, um, what's the word? I, I had a goal in mind when I asked that question and, and, and you mean you hit the nail on the head. 
we all struggle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a youth pastor, a worship leader, a sound guy, a senior pastor, a volunteer, a Sunday school teacher, a circle group teacher, whatever you call it. Um, we have to learn that, that word. We go back to that word. It's balance, right? We have to learn that because many of us have just taken a crash course uh, ministry 101, and that is, hey, God called me to ministry. Now I'm in a church. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, that's right. So um, it, it's okay to struggle. So um, I, I think you answered that question well, Garrett, and, and I do appreciate the insight on that. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, part of what we're trying to do and develop is just say, hey, it's normal. It's okay. And, and we're here as a community, our podcast, uh, us as a group of, of people, uh, ministers, and people who want to point people to Jesus, we're not perfect. And we just, we just want to be here for you. We want to encourage you and we want to love on you. So. And I think we have to remember that uh, even though we have different roles in the ministry, we all have the same goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's the music or the children's or, uh, I mean, the youth pastors or pastors, I mean, we all have the same goal. Uh, we just have different roles. and That's right. Uh, we're all on the same team. We just don't need to fight. I think what Jacob's trying to say is he loves you, Garrett. (laughs) Well, Well, I love him, so. (laughs) Well, I mean, this this podcast has taken a different turn, uh, but. Well, love in Christ, you know, just, yes, yes. Philo, the Philo love. And I will say the best weekend of the year is always the, you know, first weekend of March every year uh, when all them guys and, and girl. Uh, come into Elgin, Texas for three days and or yeah. two days if you're Garrett. Uh, yeah. That's right. Because he has to be back at church on Sunday instead of sticking around. And uh, well, I was there twice. Did did Garrett? He had a pre. Uh, he had something going on, I think. But it was like the Garrett Garner band minus Garrett Garner. Well, there was one year I actually I went on vacation. It's the yeah, first time in our in six years of marriage we'd gone on vacation, so that was a huge deal. Wow, wow. Well, I mean yeah. that's important too, you know. Yeah, that was a weird year because it's like the Garrett Gardner's band's coming <laughs> without Garrett. Well, that's what happens when uh, Daniel and I both have bands and it's consists of the exact same people. Just different lead singer. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. uh, we'll just okay. Well. And also Morgan's in charge of scheduling. That's what happens. He fails. He forgets to tell people. He's terrible. Yeah. He texted me last night and said, are we still playing a camp this summer? I'm like, yeah, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Morgan. Oh, Morgan. Well, we did, uh, you know, he did sponsor the, he did sponsor the hotline. (laughs) And shout out to his wife for being a fan of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate the feedback, Kelsey. Um, go Jacob. So how long have you been doing ministry, including your, your stint at Highland Lakes? Like you're like one of the few that went from, uh, like a volunteer to a team servant to 
I mean, you went through the ranks in like three weeks. At yeah, I, I don't do rules well. Um, <laughs> like, so, did they give you keys? I probably have some somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there was a conversation one time about how I ended up with a radio as a high school kid, and I don't remember. I just had one. That, the radios. You could have taken mine. I would never want to have a radio again. To this day, uh, Kelly Colbath still has stories about when I worked there. Wait, Ira and I had our own channel. They wouldn't let us be on channel one. Did you know that? Well, yeah, well you talked all the time. Yeah. Well, you were we, in that group of people that removed the top of a truck and said, oh, we got a convertible. <laughs> oh, you and uh, Dwayne? Yeah. yeah. And oh, my, then they oh, turned, my. They turned the uh, windshield wiper uh, sprayers <laughs> to the opposite side, so when they would drive down the road, turn the windshield wiper sprayers on, and it would shoot people. There you to, go. Oh, my goodness. Get out of the way. So, oh, my goodness. So counting your uh, time at Highland Lakes till now, how long have you been doing this? I would say either 2005 or 2006. If what what summer did Carrie start? 16 years. Her first summer was 2005. Okay, so it was 2005 because our first summer was the same summer. 16 years, man. Wow. I was a little bit younger than her. Uh, <laughs> weren't you in like weren't you in eighth grade or something? Yeah. See that whole rule thing doesn't. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to be a freshman, but I really think you were like an eighth grader. I mean, who actually knows? Yeah, I'm sure my mom could tell you. But speaking of your mom, could... that has to, she, she she has to be one of the nicest people in the world. I remember the first night that we actually met. We went to the the Westlake football game, uh, where Bastrop beat Westlake in the last minute. It's a mm. it's still one of the greatest moments. Hail to the Bastrop Bears, baby. You can you can actually go see on YouTube a video of me and Morgan running down the bleachers because it was a last minute play and we were all stoked and Garrett had his friends from Westlake so it's kind of awkward afterwards because they were like we just lost and I don't <laughs> they were my friends from Westlake and if you have if you have no idea what he's talking about Bastrop Texas has, has a huge rivalry versus Westlake out of Austin because Austin usually just smears Bastrop mm-hmm. all right go ahead. And then afterwards, one, I remember you, the truck, you, was it the truck you used to drive? used to be a pace car. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like a, a little Chevy truck, and it was like a pace car. So it was like a massive engine. And uh, then we went to his house, and his mom never met the lady, just kept feeding me, just kept sending food. And I was like, come on. That's her love language. Mar- Martha, <laughs> I, can't, I can't eat all this. And then oh, never good. since... Ever since, I mean, Martha's a saint, and we need more of Martha's in the world. I mean, yeah, she did have good. four children, so she knows how to feed people. I mean, she was she was involved in the youth while you were there. Yeah, and then she served as the, um, I think it was, she was technically for children's, but she also worked for students as well. She was like an admin for a oh, long yeah. time. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, and then, and then, I mean, your mom, I mean, your dad too, you know, I, I mean, you just come from this family that, that has modeled servant leadership, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, we're kind of, I don't know if we're getting off topic, but it's just the flow of the convo here. And I mean, you, you know, your parents modeled that and yeah, uh, is what it is. And now here you are uh, leading people in worship and 
and and taking him to the throne, you know. And I think that's that's awesome. That's awesome stuff. So yeah, even as a kid, I remember uh, going up with my dad on a <clears throat> Saturday or during the summer or whatever, and um, he's he's a construction guru. So we were doing you know building and ground stuff, maintenance stuff. Uh, obviously, before we got to much larger church, but uh, we did all that. And that was, you know, got to go fix thermostats or whatever. And that was just what was going to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's weird. It's funny because my parents were the same way. My dad actually designed a church in Lufkin. Mm. My my parents are actually church plants in Lufkin. They started a church, mm. uh, Southside Baptist Church in Lufkin. And uh, he he he's the one who designed the building <clears throat> and all that stuff. And it's just, I guess it really, I, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but I guess it starts with the, the way you raise your kids and, sure. and the example you start, you set for your kids. And uh, I, I mean, I went on to do camp ministry and then I'm youth ministry. My sister is a pastor's wife. Uh, it also, and Garrett's brothers, they're all doing like Trevor does uh, sound stuff at Hyde park or the quarries at Hyde park or whatever you call it. Uh, your other brother was doing stuff for uh, the special needs thing, and mm-hmm. uh, it it all it's all an example. And I I guess as we add on to the worship pastor, is we have to set an example for people that are younger than us to to continue the ministry of what we're doing and stuff. Yeah, so. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So that's exactly right. Well, Garrett, uh, if 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 you were to share a story. And it would keep you and all your fellow criminals, I mean, friends, out of trouble. Uh, what What is your most amazing youth ministry worship pastor story oh, gosh. Uh, that'll just that'll just get us going? Wow, there are so many. Um, <laughs> well, you know that's why we like we prepped like em- you embarrassing so you could... or funny. Hey, which is hey, your call? Let's do embarrassing. Oh, embarrassing, <laughs> man! I was leading worship at this um small church in brownwood um i think we had like max maybe 130 people and i get up there one sunday morning and i'm trying to sing uh 10,000 reasons this would have been like 2013 2014 so the song's pretty fresh everybody knows it you're singing it every week um and i start playing and i couldn't make the rhythm happen and i couldn't make I, like, I knew the words, but I couldn't make them match up, and it was so bad. It was it was the most embarrassing thing ever, and I turn and look at the um, girl that's singing with me, and she just looks at me, and like I'm like, please, please start singing, and she just stood there and stared at me, and the whole congregation stared at me, and so some part of my brain says, nah, just keep going. It's fine, so I didn't stop. I just I just powered through it terribly. That was real fun. <laughs> oh, I, I have I a mean, crazy story with our with the the music thing. Yeah, I, and you might not remember this, but I I I tell this story a lot. Uh, if you haven't picked up, I used to play with Garrett when he yeah. first started out and stuff. So, uh, we went to a camp. Just what camp was that? Uh, outside of Latham Waco? Springs. Latham mm-hmm. Springs. And we have, Texas. We had a, this guy, and he still plays with Garrett uh, Andrew. And at the <laughs> at the time, 
it was a preteen camp, and yeah. uh, these girls just kept asking Andrew if he was uh, uh, One Direction. What was that guy's Harry name? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. And <laughs> and at first we were like, no, no, it's not Harry Styles. But eventually we were like, oh yeah, it's Harry Styles, all right. And it got to a point where Andrew couldn't even like walk around the camp without the him, the girls <laughs> swarming him. Well, we did band let... intros, and I introduced him as Harry Styles, and it was like <laughs> great. Like, oh, we <laughs> we had sunglasses. They were these cheap garbage, like uh, Wayfarer sunglasses. Yeah. And we sold them. They were probably worth seventy five cents a piece, and we sold them for five bucks a piece. Made five hundred dollars in one night. Yeah, they were super stoked thinking that was Andrew's uh, Harry Styles. We would have to like Andrew would have to go to the dorm and straight into the auditorium. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we were like running security for him. That's right. Because uh, they all coolest, thought he was Harry coolest Styles. performance of my life. Um, the one time that music was performance, we thought it was funny to get like during the opening rally in the mornings at camp, you know, they always want peppy hyped up music. Yeah. yeah, So we decided we were going to start playing. um, What was the name of that? That one direction song. Uh, You don't know you're beautiful. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, when we started, I had my back to the kids and I wasn't like, it just wasn't, wasn't planned that way i just had my back and we started playing that song and those kids start losing it i mean it was like i felt like we were in an arena and they're screaming their heads off and we had student pastors coming up and be like are y'all gonna tell them no cool that's awesome i mean it was hilarious because harry styles is from england and andrew is like half asian half hispanic so they (laughs) totally don't look anything alike other than their haircut <laughs> yeah, their haircut at the time was, but uh, yeah, it was just fun. It was a fun. It's good. Heck yeah. So it's good. All right. Last last question. Uh, did you intentionally look up a song this week, and and what was it, and uh, maybe tell us something about it? Uh... Intentionally look up a song. Um, I or, wouldn't or, say this or, week, but last okay. week. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. So I, I've really been enjoying the song "Christ Be Magnified." It's uh, there's two versions out there. Uh, I haven't decided yet which version I like best, but Corey Asbury has one. Um, Cody Carnes has one. Fantastic song. Um, you know, I I hate it when people say that new worship songs don't have deep theology. Um, mm. Just listening to that song. It's it's unreal. Um, one of the the lines in the bridge of the song says, "If the cross uh, means transformation, then I'll be crucified with you." And so, singing that yeah. with a congregation, uh, this will be our third Sunday, the one coming up, uh, to sing that one in a row as I've been teaching it. Mm-hmm. And um, something about those lyrics uh, to me, it just says, "Hey." I, I want everything that I do to magnify you. Um, and, and, you know, we're used to singing hymns about, um, or even contemporary worship songs about magnifying Christ, things like that. But something about the way that this song is written, the power and the rawness behind those lyrics um, just truly says to me, hey, Christ, I want 
everything that I do to magnify you, even into death. Because in and the um, the rest of that bridge says, um, basically, uh, death is just a doorway into resurrection life. And I mean, it doesn't get any more real than that. That's rich. That's good. That's good. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm, I'm thinking too. I'm gonna have to look that up too. It's hey, awesome. Hey, text me that title. I really yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> well, Garrett, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time and surviving the tornado. We really appreciate that too. And uh, uh, and thank you uh, for sharing. Uh, you know, I think sometimes you know we like you just shared that you did some stuff, and I think some people might think, well, that was he was just bragging about that. You know, he's. But, but it's not it, and that's not your heart. And we we hear that, and we know that, and because we know you, and it, the humility, and the service, and the, and just the the leadership that you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's not above you, or below you, or anything like that to go out and say, all right, let me go, let me go take care of this, because I, I need to and I want to. Man, that was a, a great interview with Garrett. It's been so much, uh, so much fun to to get to do ministry with Garrett over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, between you know Highland Lakes and Cedar Valley and uh, Latham Springs, I came out to Latham Springs one time did. and I, met up with you guys. I remember because the sound was, there was not set up correctly, and we we're like, Jeremy, we need you to come because I think you're at Bremont at the time. So, I, and I don't even know wh- we were just in the area and we swung by, and uh, you know, but thinking about some of the things that he said and, and how, you know, as, as pastors, as youth pastors, as Sunday school teachers, as volunteers, uh, we have similar struggles yeah. as a worship pastor, you know, cause he's on yeah. stage in the lights looking cool. Uh, and I think sometimes we can let that get to our head and we shouldn't because yeah. they have the same struggles that, that you and I have uh, when yeah. it comes to ministry. Yeah. I never realized I, I mean, I guess I, I never thought about it. I, it's mm. when you're in the background a lot, you, you, it's hard to to relate to the people that are in the spotlights. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we we learned that we have the same goal but different roles. So what, what what did you say? Same goal, different roles. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Title of the episode. Oh. <laughs> There you go. We don't even, we don't got to look too far for the title now, do we? Yeah. <laughs> Love that, Jacob. So, uh, yeah, Garrett was great. Uh, super close friends, uh, ministry and outside. Uh, he, uh, he checked on, uh, Amanda's after her mom passed away, uh, daily text me just to check mm. on things. Uh, so yeah, close friends inside and outside of ministry. So he, I'll, I'll I'll just tag this. He is the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know he he didn't tell them stories for his glory, but for God's glory. And and I may or may not have already mentioned that, but he's the real deal. So yeah, and just just to see the growth uh, from where we started to where he is now. And, yeah. Uh, Garrett was one of those guys that when he was younger, I was like, is this guy ever going to grow up? And, uh, and he did. And it, it, it's flourished into a great ministry and what he's doing. And uh, so I would say if you're looking for a worship pastor to come lead your D now, uh, special camp, family mm-hmm. camps, youth, uh, children's camp, you 
anything, yeah. I would say uh, reach out to us. Uh, I, I don't know if you mentioned it in the episode, but I, I try to help manage their scheduling and all that stuff. So uh, if not, you don't want to reach out to us, or reach out to me or anything. Uh, he gave you his info and you're not going to regret it. Uh, especially if the full band comes out, you're not going to regret the They're a talented group of people. Uh, and, uh, they're down to earth. And that, I think that's important, especially to, to students. Students tend to like the worship band more than, you know, you, and, uh, <laughs> they, they don't let that get to their heads. And, uh, like I said, they're talented and, uh, just, they're, they're a joy to be around. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you can reach us at Youth Pastors Are Pastors Two, T O O Youth Pastors Are Pastors Two at Gmail dot com. Ask us for Garrett Garner's information, or just tell us what's going on. Tell us how we can serve you. So, and yell at us if you need to. There you go, Jacob. You want to do it again next week? Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors Two podcast. Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week.